Sanders Snitker, Libertarian, Republican, and Political Hack, and Adrian Wiley, Born Again Anarchist and Political Has-Been. Banter, lather, and joke about current events while attempting to figure out whether to keep trying to salvage our constitutional republic or just stock up on marshmallows to roast on the smoldering embers of society. It's time for Unattended Baggage. Why, thank you, Ledge. Hello, everyone in Podcastville or Internet Land or wherever you may reside. This is Alex, co-host, Unattended Baggage. Along with me is my radio life mate, the man, the myth, the legend, Mr. Adrian, chairman of the Billion Your... Start over. Start over. Start the whole thing over. No, no. Now we're rolling with it. Uh, chairman of the Building Materials Project, I'll say you this with the Western Florida Guild of Professional Anarchists, Local Chapter 151. Wiley, how are you? Well, Good. I fucked that all up Good. right off the bat. This is a one-take show, baby. There are no do-overs. Yeah, remember that next time you fuck up and you want to fucking start over. Uh, just want, remember the precedent that was set just now. Uh, you want to start over? <laughs> <laughs> no. No. Run it. Run it live. Run it live. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so how are you doing, buddy? I'm a little tired today. A little, a little tired. tired? Yeah. You got to get amped up for the game tonight, man. Oh, yeah. I will be. Absolutely. I'm all kinds of amped up for it. Yeah. I know you're not. Yeah. You're you're amped up to drive Uber for it. Yeah, right. I'm, I'm, I'm amped up to make money. You, you don't you don't care about sports like, ball. My like my my prepper. I did preparations last night, like and this morning, like I bought water. I'm gonna have ice cold water in the vehicle along with Gatorade. And, right. Like I'm I'm like I prep like, like I did my game prep last night. Yeah, yeah. Because I'm gonna make a lot of money for all the drunky drunks. Uh yeah. I mean you know yeah. It's yeah. gonna be it's. You know, here's the thing though with the lightning game, unless you get like. It's hard to get in and out of there, so you really only get one ride out of there. Right. Oh, yeah. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, but and but the, the bar business at the end of it, though, because it, all the motherfuckers, I'll tell you this, I don't understand something. Like, when I, I'll do, I'll do Soho. Right. And motherfuckers will take a cab or take an Uber for, like, two miles. Yeah. Like, not even. Not even two miles. Sometimes right. it's just a mile. Okay. And I'm like, walk that motherfucker. No. Nobody walks two miles these days. I guess not, man. Yeah, no. I, I fucking, you know what? I love him to death, by the way. Yeah. Even yeah. though I did get in an interaction with the cops down there, though. Oh, what happened? All right. So, you know, that is on, okay, there's a road. It's on, it's called Howard, right? Yeah. Okay. Well, you're not allowed to stop on Howard. So, I heard a rumor that there was, that they would give you like a $200 ticket if you stopped on Howard and picked somebody up. Really? Yeah, that's what that's, I heard. That's wild. Yeah. Hmm. And so, Later on, it was near the end of the night on Thursday. Right. And there were two cops over there just standing there. Right. So I'm like, you know what? I'm going to go talk to these guys and see and see what the deal is. Because I, I honestly, I just want to know what the ground rules are. Right. Because I don't know what the ground rules are. So so it's, when, I, when I walk up there, they're talking to some drunk people, right? And this drunk guy hugs the woman cop <laughs> and then tries to hug the guy cop. Right. And the guy cop, like, stops him a little bit. Right. But then the guy really wanted to give him a hug, so he let him give him a hug. <laughs> like, it was one of those things where you see him. You know how you want to stop me because, like, you don't want me to give you a hug? Right. It was like an Adrian stop. Oh, well, that, that could have ended up in fisticuffs. Well, here's the thing. <laughs> the guy was too drunk at that point. Right. So, but, but then they thought I was drunk, right? So, like, what do you want? I'm like, can I talk to you guys for a second? What do you need? And then I start explaining, you know, I'm an Uber driver, right. trying to figure out the rules of the road here. So, I heard you guys will give, give me a ticket for picking people up here. I'm like, they're like, yeah, yeah, because they, 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 and like, I'm not arguing whether you should or shouldn't do it. <laughs> right. It's not the point here. I, I just want to know where I can. Yeah, I want the ground rules here. So right. if I'm here, I'm cool, right? And then they back off a little bit because they got instantly standoffish. Right. And I'm like, look, can I park there? As long as you're not on Howard, you can do whatever you want. I right, bet. I appreciate that. Thanks, guys. I, you know, whatever. 
So and then walked away from that point. But it's just, it's just instantly stand off and like, guys, I ain't arguing the point with you. Well, you I know, just want to know what's going on. Honestly, it, it's understandable that they're standoffish in that situation if they're surrounded by a bunch of drunks. You know? Yeah, yeah. No, no. They're drunks. that's never fun. Like when you're sober and you got shit to do and you're surrounded by drunk people, it, that's just never fun. Yeah. You know? I don't know why I'm having fun down there then though. Really? Yeah. So well, here, that same I, night was the lightning game night. Right. Right. So I'm near McDenton's, right? And there's five bars around McDenton's. Right. It's tied 1-1. I keep checking the score of the game because I keep wanting to see, like, you know, when the game ends so I know where to go next because, right. you know, you, you base that off of that. And for those of you who don't know, that's in Tampa. It's uh, in Tampa. Yeah, it's it's a, it's an area where there is a bunch of bars and it's boutique a cool restaurants and stuff like that. It's, it's a cool little area. They call it Soho for South Howard. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So and it's a cool look and it's a cool place, man. Right. Like there's some really cool places around there and all that kind of shit. But I'm standing watching the screen, but kind of outside one of the restaurants when the lightning score that goal. Right. And in like fucking like every restaurant around there, just this thunderous fucking applause and just cheering. Yeah. Just just came over. And it's so weird to hear five different bars all screaming at the exact same fight, like New Year's Eve or some shit. You know what right. I'm saying? Yeah, like yeah. it was just crazy what was going on. And then the party was lit at that point. Oh, yeah. And yeah. Then people were, I was, look, people were still leaving at like three in the morning, right? And I'm just like, man, like it's a motherfucking Thursday. Don't you know motherfuckers got to work the next day? I guess not. I mean, I don't know what the fuck they're doing. Right. I mean, I, I, they're going to be fucking, you know, hung over like a motherfucker when they get there. But at any rate, it was fucking crazy what was going on down there, man. It was, aw- it was awesome. I made a lot of money that night, too. Yeah. yeah. So I kept, and I kept going. Like, I would go a mile and a half, come back, go a mile and a half, come back. go mi- And every time it was at least 10 bucks. Yeah, that's pretty standard. I mean, no one wants to walk a mile and a half if they're going out to the bar. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, I guess you're right. I guess you're right. I mean, I and just. And it's funny. A lot of those same people might, you know, walk five miles a day but oh yeah no no they're probably a bunch of in shape they're all of them are in shape motherfuckers right, yeah, and shit you, like that. you just don't want to do that yeah i mean we have uh our, our downtown area is about uh i'm gonna say it's about a mile and a quarter from our house probably not even that probably probably a flat mile and once in a blue moon we'll walk down there for dinner or drinks but like, you finish up and it's like, oh, God, I just do not feel like walking home. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, no, that's so, true. That's true. Yeah. No, I get you there. I yeah. get you there. So, But it was fun, though. So, okay, I was only allowed one story. So I'm going to tell you three different stories, and then you do you want me you want to tell you or do you want me well, just to go? You with pretty the much one? already told the the lightning story, didn't you? No, no, that's not even the lightning story. All right. So here, here's the deal. I'm going to let you finish the lightning story. And then uh, in hour number two, uh, you can you can tell the stories that are teased by the strippers nanny Madison Maverick scores <laughs> and girl going to Hawaii to work the field. Yes. Um, okay. So these are actually good teases. Uh, so if you'd like to hear those additional stories, folks, uh, all you need to do is uh, become a subscriber. Go to patreon.com forward slash unattended baggage. You get the second hour of content. First hour is free. Second hour you got to pay for. So if you want to hear those other two freeloaders, Alex uh, uh, Uber stories, that's where you need to go. And I'm also going to be uh, giving a uh, an expose on uh, how uh, insurance is costing you millions of dollars, literally. Yes. So, so those commercials ain't free. Yeah, right. You're paying for them. <laughs> so anyway, uh, patreon.com forward slash unattended baggage if you want to hear the second hour of the show. All right, continue. And lightning. it's usually more than an hour. It's We usually well, yeah, do about yeah. an hour and a quarter or All so. Right, but, so, so to finish the lightning, lightning Uber bar story. rescue. Right. So I go down to the lightning game, right? And I'm waiting for it's the end of the lightning game, and that's when you can, you know, there's always big bonuses and stuff like that. 
And so, what do you mean, big bonuses? Like the amount for for you to get an Uber at a big event like that to get out of there, you're paying a lot of money. Oh, okay. So I get an Uber ride, and it has me go to the south side of the stadium. Okay. At the end of the game, right now the cops got everything blocked the fuck off. Right. But Uber don't know that shit. Right. So it keeps pointing me in this direction, and I keep going to one roadblock, one the roadblock. Uh, but I maneuver behind Publixes, through fucking alleys. Right. And I'm in the back, right? Yeah, you found a way. I found a way in the back, right? This fucking guy is out in the front, right? And I told him to go in the back, but he's going into the front. As I'm sitting there waiting for him, though, he's like, it's going to take about 10 minutes to get there. As I'm waiting there, person after person comes up and is like, hey, man, are you an Uber man? Hey, man, I, I'll, give you, I'll give you cash right now to get me out of here. I'm like, I can't do that, man. I already got a, already got, already got a ride set up. Come right. on, man. Cancel on him. I'm like, I'm not canceling on him, dude. I can't do that. I'm sorry, man. He's like, come on. Why not, man? I'm like, let me ask you a question. If you got an Uber and they canceled on you, would you like it? Well, no. Well, there you go, man. Right. Like, I can't do that. I would, I, I would be rude. Yeah. And I don't want to be rude. So I'm like, but, I, but and as soon as I said that, everybody was pretty cool with it at that point. But I'm waiting for a little bit because it's hard to get out of the stadium and stuff. Right. Finally, I have to pull around to another place like called Parks and Rec near there. I get out of the car. Walk a block because I can see him on GPS and grab the guy up, him and his wife up, and get him in the vehicle. Right. Now, he gets in the car, hit, you know, selective where I'm going. He lives in fucking Fishhawk. Do you know where Fishhawk is? Uh, yeah, that's, uh, isn't that Pasco? No, 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 no. South oh. Hillsboro. Oh, right. That's almost by the Manatee line. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. In like the middle of nowhere. Right. So. Uh, you know, I scan it up there, and they've got construction going on all over the place. So the expansion of Tampa Bay is a, is booming down there. Right. But it's it, all they're doing is roads right now. There's still nothing else built. So he lives in the middle of fucking nowhere, right? Right. Cool conversation. Made good money. He tipped me nice. It was a good time. But I worked my ass off to get to him. And that, there's many times I could have just canceled, but I didn't do that. Right. So I say that, too. Now I get down to Fishhawk. I'm totally fucking discombobulated. I have no idea what north, south, east, and west fucking some of this area looks like goddamn deliverance i have no idea what's going on right <laughs> but before i can get anything done i get another ping another another ride right i go to this bar called like the fucking watering hole i'm like fuck man so this guy comes out i take him like a mile not even i take him a mile take him out there i get another ping i get this third ping and it's still out in the middle of the country i pull into this driveway no lights on nothing going on I'm like, right what the fuck man like, this don't look good. This don't look like a fucking right, right? Start calling the writer, no fucking answer, right? right? Start messaging, no fucking response back. I'm like, fuck. So I'm going to cancel this motherfucker. So I don't cancel it, though. I'm like, you know, something told me not to do it. Right. I walk a little bit back, look into the yard next door, and there's this woman sitting there. Right. And I'm like, hey, did you call the Uber? She's like, well, my sister did. I'm like, all right. So I back up, back in her driveway. She comes out with a little baby, like a month-year-old baby. Now, to set the scene a little bit, it's dark. The garage is open, so there's a little light coming out. Right. There's a silhouette of a dude. Looks mad. Right. Looks pissed. Right. Not saying anything. Keeping it, keeping it, and, and not making any sudden movements. Right. I get out of the car. I don't know what's going on. Right. She looks all kinds of distraught, though. Like, she looks not, not really in a good place. Yeah. And so she pulls stuff out kind of haphazardly out of the house, grabs the kids, straps the kid in, and then we take off from there. Take her maybe three miles. Yeah. Now, in the car, obviously, she looks very upset. Something something was going on there. But she, I got her to her sister's, and I dropped her off at that point. Mm -hmm. Now, the reason I say all three of these stories is 
if she would have called, like, there, I never go to this area that she, that I was at. Right. And you know what? Neither do most other fucking drivers, by the way. Right. Yeah. If she calls an Uber, it's an hour at yeah. least. It was five minutes with me, but it was an hour at least with anybody else. Yeah. What would another hour have been with this woman in this environment if she was arguing with it, you know, with her dude or whatever, right? Right. It could have gone bad. Yeah. It's weird fate that I ended up there at the time. It's just a weird set of circumstances because I was working. Well, do you know that she was actually in any danger or no? It, it, that was just the vibe you got, huh? It's here's the thing, man. When you see the dude, yeah, he look. Here's the thing: the way the dude looked is he looked like if somebody else is there, he's got to maintain his composure, right? But if nobody was there, he'd fucking hit her, yeah. Like it looked like that. Like yeah. it was one of those things where, like it, 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 he seemed to kind of straighten up when I got out of the car because I was a dude getting out of the car. Right. Now again. I'm, it's a dark area. He can't fucking see me other than a silhouette of a guy. Right. You know what I'm saying? He don't know anything else other than that. But most guys that hit women are fucking cowards anyway. So yeah. the fact that another dude was there probably got him to just buck up no matter what. No matter who it was, basically. Yeah. So, but I get her in the car. I get her over to her sister's. Her sister thanks me, you know, whatever. Now, look, that ride was worth fucking four bucks, man. Like, it was worth right. nothing. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, it was worth, it was a nothing order. But honestly, dude, that ride made my whole fucking night. Yeah, there you go. Like, only because, like... I was put in a position because here's the thing. I was going to any almost there's so many parts of that story where any other driver would have canceled coming up to the right. lightning game where somebody would have bribed you the money to go in there. Right. Because then I would have never picked those people up to go all the way down there. Right. You right? would have never been in that area. No. So a lot of people, once they get down in that area, would turn it off to get back where they wanted to go. Right. So then that's another one. After the fishing hole one, you probably would have done it, too. Or if the person's not showing up and not picking up the phone, you'd have canceled, too. Right. So, like, there's so many situations in there because I don't cancel on anybody, man. Like, I'm fucking stupid like that. Right. Like, I don't cancel on anybody. But it was just amazing. Like, it made it. It made everything so worth it at that point. Well, sorry, but that's the end of the story. No, no. Well, that, that is that, actually, yeah, that was a good story because uh, you know you, you probably did uh, save that guy from uh, that woman just beating the crap out of him. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I, I bet she was inches away from grabbing up that baby and just pummeling with it. You know, <laughs> <laughs> that's what I, it was all about protecting the guy. That's right. Yeah, you know, so for that violent woman with yeah, the baby. Yeah, you know, I mean, they, women, man, they they can't be trusted these yeah. days. They just be crazy. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, speaking of being crazy, yes, let's get into it here. So, Adrian had some must see TV. Uh, well, actually, I, I didn't watch much of it. Um, I because. It, it was competing with the lightning game, um, so I only watched during the intermissions. But it was enough to to get to get a feel for it. Hold on, do you think? Let me ask you a question here, real quick. Huh. Do you think that that committee, because it was well, and we're talking about the, stuff, the January the January sixth, uh, yeah. yeah, last night. And do you think that was because it, it was before, yeah. because it, because there was intermissions, you think they upped their game? Like a you know, like sometimes like during the halftime show, other channels will do specials because it's on a break <laughs> from the Super Bowl. Maybe, maybe. I mean, this thing was so professionally produced you know this was this was not a broadcast of a hearing this was a highly produced television show yes and that is why they aired it at prime time you know mm-hmm. um and uh <laughs> it's funny they aired it on 12 different networks except okay? for fox except for fox yeah because uh, of course fox had to have counter programming to it yes yeah you know? 
Um, but what's interesting is is they're touting today that they had uh, 19 million viewers, right? Yeah. Um, well, well, they yeah. were rounding up to 20, but yeah, they're rounding it. They had 19. Yeah, so they're just kind of you know fudging the numbers a little bit um, to make it look less pathetic. When you spread that out across 12 networks, um, Young Sheldon beat them. <laughs> Yeah. So did the uh, the the mass singer. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? A Yellowstone rerun beat him. Yeah, as it should. <laughs> right. In in fact, um, 19 million Americans uh, watching. Uh, actually, that's uh, a little bit less than the another number of Americans that are. Uh, skeptical whether the world is round. Yeah, you're saying, you're saying that they equaled the flat earthers. Yes, essentially. Yeah, uh, because they, they got about 6% of the American people watching and about 7% question whether the earth is actually a sphere. Yes, 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 exactly. So. Now, one of the things we, we were we did have a little bit of a conversation and I had to cut you off. Right. But one of the things that you did say was... Oh, hang on, hang on. I'll, I'll take it there. Um, so I, I do have to say, I do have to say, um, that I happened to tune in when they were doing uh, all the body cam footage yeah. from that day. And that, I, I, in all seriousness, that was, it was pretty emotional. You know, it, it did evoke emotional response for me, um, which it was intended to do. But I'm not sure that it invoked the same emotional response that it did for other people because I was tearing up with patriotism, man. <laughs> Now, why is to, that to me why is to that? me that was like listening to the national anthem and watching a, a bald eagle land at the top of an american flagpole yeah <laughs> next to the statue of right, liberty right i you know it, watching that footage um the last time i f- was that moved and and felt that filled with patriotism is when i saw uh black lives matter rioters burning down a police station like it was just yeah it was, it, right was there. it was that kind of emotional response from me and and you know it's 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 just a beautiful thing and look the January six writers bunch of fucking morons a bunch of fucking idiots you know trying to overturn uh, the the election of the you know uh, the, the the actual le- fairly legitimate election is as legitimate as any election gets uh, but you know trying to keep their uh, their child god king in power you know for longer it did just just totally stupid thing but the bottom line is and and I'm being I'm, I, I sound like I'm being facetious, but I'm actually not. To me, there is nothing more American, absolutely nothing more American than a bunch of pissed off Americans busting shit up. <laughs> I'm not. And here's even, the thing. Though, I'm not joking. Like, in, 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 No, no. I know you're not joking. And I think the funny part is, is that if you go back and you listen to this show. Right. You will see the consistency <laughs> yes. that Adrian has in this. <laughs> yeah. Because he said the same thing when the Black Lives Matter protesters were oh, burning shit, shit up. I, I, I marched in the streets with yeah. uh, uh, two different Black Lives Matter protests. Hell, got almost got tear gassed in one of them. Yeah. <laughs> <You know? laughs> they were about to pull out the fire hoses on us. So, yeah, it's it's and again, you're just you're pro protest. I, I am pro chaos. Yeah, I am pro chaos, pro riot. And <laughs> fundamentally, fundamentally, and, and again, it, it, all, all, all joking aside, that is for me the most important thing that we can do as Americans is remind the people in power and again it doesn't matter what the fuck the issue is just remind the people in power that if you piss us off enough we're going to bust shit up and you're in danger 
Yeah. You know, and that I think really is the bottom line here. And again, um, actually, I <laughs> shockingly, I agree much more with the BLM movement uh, than I do with the January 6th. Ironically, however, it's I knew a lot of people personally involved in the leadership of the January 6th riot. Yeah, we did know some of them. Uh, in fact, you know, now Oath Keepers is on the table. We are both past members of Oath Keepers. Yep. But once they just started becoming, you know, Trumpsters and hey. Well, once they lost their way. Yeah, once they lost their way and, and like, you know, well, maybe we should try this fascism thing to get freedom. You know, yep. no, guys, we're done. Yeah, so I, I haven't been, you know, involved with them since about 2015, 2016. Well, in all reality, you were just simply a member. You were doing your own thing and you were just a member. Yeah, but we did a lot of events. And, yeah, we and did a lot I, of events with them I stuff. spoke at, at several of their events. Like, yeah. Did you? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. so, yeah, it's, we were... We were involved for a short period of time, but that was back Maybe when... Maybe more because grifters more than anything else, but... <laughs> no, no, I, I actually, I love the idea. No, 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 I love the idea. The original idea, <laughs> until they got completely stupid and just like, Trump, he's well, our God. Here's the thing, yeah, just, you, were not, you were a non-specific political group, you were... Right. ...had a specific mission, right. and when you lost your, when you left your mission, you left yeah. the tenants of the group. Exactly, and, and then you ended up becoming, you know... Aligned with, uh, you know, uh, essentially neo-fascists. Yes. You know, yeah. and bye-bye, you yeah. know. <laughs> so, and now that I, I found out that this is the largest investigation in the history of the United States um, into the January 6th, I'm actually fairly concerned that both of us are, <laughs> are on the uh, Oath Keepers membership rolls. Yeah, you know? we probably are. And so, uh, once again, you know, it's just about the time that we got off, at least I think we did, got off all the government watch lists that we were on. You think we're back on? We're probably back on. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. We still got more January 6th, but I got to give you another story. Okay. So last night, my brother-in-law came over, and it was me, John, my brother-in-law, Kelly, and then Mikey was in there, right? Right. And Mikey says, well, I want to order this book, and it's the Unabomber's Manifesto. (laughs) No. And I go, Mikey, son, if you want the book, I will buy you the book. Cash in a bookstore. Do not <laughs> download that book online. Right. Whatever you do. Yeah. Do, and he's like, what are you talking about, man? I just want to, Mikey, <laughs> right. you can read it if you want to read it. I'm not even saying that you shouldn't. There's probably some shit in there. It's probably true. Right. Don't fucking order it online. <laughs> right. The last thing I want is a government involvement here. So just do not do this. I will go and get you the book. Right. So, and you know, I'm looking at Ray and John and John's like, yeah, don't fucking do that, Mikey. What are you doing? Don't fuck. You don't understand. Don't do that. <laughs> right. So, <laughs> but at just, any rate, just because we're paranoid doesn't mean they're not out to get us. Well, here's the thing. No matter what, if you order that book, you're on a fucking list somewhere. Oh yeah. yeah. Like there's no getting around that. You, no. That's a, that's a, that's a marker. Yeah. No. You know? Well, it's, it's, I could show them how to order it uh, with, uh, you know, a high degree of uh, safety, but it's the transaction itself that's going to get you. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so. so, but again, though, look, I think, look, I think that all those things you should always read, though. Like, yeah. It, look, reading things that what people like that wrote, whether you agree with it or not, whether you disagree with it or not, to understand the perspective of a person like that, if you're willing to do that much of something that you believe, eh, you know what, man? I want to listen to what you have to say on that one. Yeah. Not yeah. that I agree with you, right. but that I want to know your perspective. Right. Yeah, the, the same reason that someone would read Mein Kampf, yes. for example. Or the Communist Manifesto. Right. Yeah. You know? Here's the thing. It's better to... Look, it's easy to read stuff that you agree with. Right. But you should read stuff that you disagree with in order to be able to understand their perspective so at least you can argue against it. Fewer and fewer Correctly. people understand that these days. No, that's true. Yeah. So... 
But uh, yeah, you should always know uh, wh- how the opposition thinks. Mm-hmm. You know? Absolutely, you should. So, so now here's the thing, though. The January 6th committee stuff, there was some stuff that came on, but Adrian talked about you know it being produced. Ex- Highly produced. Yeah. Well, hold on. The ex-ABC News executive, James Goldson, actually produced the committee hearings yeah. in primetime. Yeah. Well, it was done just like a... A show, because a, it's a show. A news show. It was done like a news show. Yeah. Like, for example... Um, you literally had members of the committee calling the clips. Now, normally, I've seen a lot of committees uh, before, and there will be a pipe feed. Like, So if they are going to play a clip, uh, they, they pipe it to the media. But the way this was done is the actual video feeds were like perfectly timed segments, mm-hmm. and they were um, done so that everyone could overlay their own... Um, Kilron or Chiron or something? well, not they weren't using the Chiron, but they were they their own graphics. Yeah, you know what I'm saying to their own identification graphics and things yeah. like that. And it was just so different from any congressional hearing that I've ever seen in the past. Plus, they did it fucking prime time. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. It was such a fucking dog and pony show. In fact, the at, ultimate dog and pony at, show. At the end of it, I was actually expecting, uh, you know, uh, I'm Joe Biden. I approve this message. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> because that was pure, unadulterated politics. And it shows how far we've gone uh, down that path. So there, there's no more real separation anymore. You know, there used to be that, you know, a, a decade or two ago, the Congress members themselves would not go for that because they would feel it was undignified. Yes. You know. Oh, yeah, absolutely. But now it's just like. Cats out of the bag now. Yeah. It's no, just no, cats like, out of the bag. There's no more. Yeah. It's all a Fugazi. Yeah. Brought to you by Brondo. Yeah. You know. Oh, no. It's, 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 again, I've only seen some clips of it and stuff like that, but, you know, I, I, and I've read some of the reports. Now, don't get me wrong. Look, here's the thing. Does it paint Trump in a good light? Fuck no, it doesn't paint Trump in a good light. <laughs> but here's the thing, though. It was it anything you didn't know already? No, no. Uh, some of the footage because it was body cam footage from the police. Well, no, there's footage you didn't yeah. see before, but you knew it happened. You just oh, yeah. didn't get to watch it. Right, exactly. Well, and there's no body cam footage of Trump in there, right. fucking pussy. Well, there was some new revealing things about how, uh, you know, Trump was telling uh, Millie to, uh, you know, not to send the troops in, and then Pence was calling him up and saying, yes, send the troops in, and then, you know. Um, well, Trump wasn't himself, but his chief of staff was. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, so there was that. Some of the internal there struggle w- that was, there was going on at the time. There was actually an internal power struggle going on between Trump's group and Pence. Yeah. So that was a real thing. But, yeah, look. It, and he said he deserved to be hung. Yeah. Trump, yeah, said, Trump the, said the Pence, Pence deserved to be hung. hung. Holy yeah. shit. Look, like, <laughs> here's the thing about this. And, and everyone wants to call this an insurrection and a coup and... You it's know, not. Look, the rioters were the dog that caught the car. Yep. You know, they got inside there and didn't know what the fuck to do. So they, you know, put on buffalo hats and stole a podium. Yeah. You know. And got in, and took pictures of Nancy Pelosi's desk. Right. And posted on social media. Yeah. Basically, it was a selfie opportunity once they got inside. Hold on. Self-incriminating selfie opportunities, by the way. Right. A bunch of dumbasses. Right. And, you know, the other like, did side you of think the, you weren't going to get arrested for that, by the right. way? Did you? Yeah, right. Yeah. What What the fuck? What did you think the ultimate was outcome was going to be here? Yeah. Did you think you were actually going to, okay, we're inside the Capitol now. We're the new government. What? Yeah. You know, <laughs> you got to break a whole lot more shit than that before you get to that point. Exactly. You know, and, and Trump, you got to be there more than three hours. And Trump, what the hell was he thinking? 
You know, he's a baby. Did he really think that he had any chance of of successfully, you know, doing this? Here's the thing: even if, even if, even if Pence had not, um, you know, certified the election results, okay, Congress would have immediately moved to impeach him. <laughs> Pence yeah, immediately replaced him with somebody else. You know, the Twenty Fifth Amendment would have kicked in there, uh, so he would have been uh, replaced. Uh, I think the Speaker of the House is, is would move up to mm-hmm. to you know. So anyway, it would have gotten done, and and if it didn't, the Supreme Court would have been like, uh, uh-uh, hey guys, <laughs> you <Yeah>. know, <laughs> we got an issue here. So there was no real mechanism by which anything Trump was trying to accomplish would happen. Uh, unless, Not even close. Unless you're just retarded and you don't know any better. <laughs> yes, unless you don't understand how your government works at all. Yeah, because it, what Pence was doing was a formality. Yeah. That was it, man. Right. And for him to be like, well, I'm, I'm mad at Pence. What? Because he had to do his job, you <laughs> right. fucking dumbass? <laughs> exactly. You know, because here's the thing. He all did the, what he, he swore an oath to do. Look, here's the Let, thing. Here's the irony. Pence was an oath keeper in that case. Yes. <laughs> yes, he was. Yes. Like, here's yeah. the thing. There's no suit that Trump brought forward that really actually alleged straight um, um, fraud. No, there was. They didn't provide any evidence of any legitimate fraud. No. There, yeah. So there was. There was. And again, there's always a little bit of fraud here and there. No, there's always fraud in there's, every election, and, and it's 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 more it's generally more voter fraud than election fraud itself. Yeah. Um, you know, and there was tons in this election cycle, and there's no doubt about there it. There always is, but it wasn't but enough they to can't change. Prove any yeah, of it. they can't prove any of it, and it wasn't enough to change the outcome. And anyway. if they, here's the thing, and if they could prove it, then they should have done it in court. Right. Yeah. You know, you either going to accept the results or not. Don't get me wrong. Look, in 16, the Dems didn't accept the results either. Stacey well, Abrams didn't accept the results for governor. Well, here's like, the they're thing. all hypocrites. Here's the thing that we've established at this point is this is going to happen every close election from now on. Yes. And it's going to get not more. Not even close ones. It's just going to happen at every election. I, I think if someone wins 60-40, then it's just like, okay. Shit. Yeah, no, yeah, it's right. going to be even more of a conspiracy then. <laughs> maybe. Maybe. But the good news uh, is it's also going to be violent. Every election, yeah, it's it's going to get ramped up. Yeah, it gets ramped up every time, and eventually, uh, you know, it's it's going to get violent enough to actually, uh, you know, topple the government, which is what I'm looking for. Yeah, I, I don't care whether the commies win, the fascists win. I don't care who wins, just as long as the government is uh, basically destroyed and somebody else has to pick up the pieces. Because during that rebuilding process, generally, there's some freedom involved. Yes, <laughs> <You know>? yes, <laughs> not much. Doesn't last that long, but you know, so yeah. So come on, power struggle. So just unbelievable. Yeah. Like, it just, it's just one of those things where you're just like, oh, my God. But all right. So the next story, which goes with this, is America's trust in government nears historic lows. Pew finds. Yeah. Another great. It just this. This has been an, an very, very encouraging week for uh, anarchists like myself. You're feeling good about yourself. Really you're feeling am. good about you're feeling good about the movement. Yeah. Yeah. So. so now it's it's from the Washington Post, which you know they're fucking paywall assholes. Can you read it? Are you actually reading it? Right oh yeah, now? I'm in it. All right, go ahead. Go in. Okay. I can't get to it. Uh, so uh, uh, public trust is falling to a disturbing twenty percent near historic lows, according to a Pew Research Center report released this week. Unfortunately, or fortunately, depending on your uh, perspective, <laughs> that low that, approval. Oh, that was your own. That was, that your was own. my own. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that low approval rating reflects decades of distrust, the report said, and a sentiment that has changed very little since former President George W. Bush's second term in office. Yet the troubling picture painted by the broad brush obscures points of appreciation and hope. Americans' unhappiness with government has long coexisted with their continued support for government having a substantial role in many realms, Pew found. That 
is what I have always failed to understand. So you've got 80%, 80% of the American people who say they do not trust government. And you also have, I want to say probably about the same percentage, even though it's not in this, but probably about the same percentage that says, you know what, let's continue to, to let government control our lives here's the let's thing. turn to government to solve our problems okay hold on let me let me push back a little bit with you on this one right i think it's how they fr- look i think that they did that in order to frame it in a certain way because they didn't put the stuff in there what do you mean they didn't put the like, stuff in here's there? the thing i don't think that people actually do want the government to do more i think they're getting pissed off that the government's doing too much i think people just want to be left alone for pete's sake but the way they phrase it is like they phrase it in a way to get them to give that answer because the pro-government people that want bigger government want at least like they don't want to just the cats out of the bag. Nobody wants this fucking shit. They want. Well, they really do want it, but they're just confused. It's you know, it's like it's like it's like when a dude hits a woman and be like, well, she was asking for it. Like, well, here, here are some of the numbers. <laughs> Uh, 90% of the people want uh, the government to take a major role in keeping our country safe from uh, terrorism. Uh, 85% uh, want them managing uh, U.S. immigration. Uh, 82% ensuring safe food and medicine. Uh, 80% responding to national disasters. Uh, 78% strengthening the economy. That just goes to show you how... No, that just shows you that's dumb. How how little people understand about the economy. But if you look at some of those issues, though, like, the government's caused the problem with all those issues. Right? <laughs> yes. Yes. Literally abolishing government would solve most of these problems. Yeah. Yeah. Or at least improve them, you know? Uh, protecting U.S. interests around the world. Effectively oh, hand- what one was that? How old was 75%. Are- you fucking assholes. Uh, effectively handling threats to public health, 73. Maintaining infrastructure, 72. Ensuring access to health care, 69. Protecting the environment, 68. Uh, settling fair and safe standards, settings fair and safe standards for workplaces, 60. Uh, at least that one's lower. And here's an interesting one. Helping people get out of poverty, only 52. That's actually the lowest on the list. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> I guess they've the people have finally realized that the well, that's they're not going to be able gov- to do that. The government can't do that. They, they've totally fucked that well, up. Well, no, they do the opposite. <laughs> right. Yeah. They literally they, they do the opposite. They keep people in poverty. Like, it's, when you go down each one of those issues, like, oh, yeah, government the government made that one worse. Government made that one worse. Government made that one worse. And, but, you know, the funny thing is 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 they there's actually a category for no role. They're, the questions are major role, minor role, or no role. Um, and the highest one for no role was keeping people out of poverty, uh, 7%. Everything yeah. else is lower than that. Uh, that for just shows you the minority access, we're in. Yeah, ensuring access to health care, 6%. Um, keeping the country safe from ser- uh, terrorism, it's like 1%. And managing immigration, it's like 2%. We are in such a minority. <laughs> yeah, we are. <laughs> Here's the thing, though. If these people actually understood that the government caused all the problems, though, we wouldn't be in the minority. I know. I know. It's like Well, we, no, we might still be because even though people may have that in, in, intrinsic knowledge and that basic understanding, I think that they just can't conceptualize a world where government doesn't do those things. That's really the difference. I, it's, I've had so many conversations with people where, in principle— they agree with me almost 100%. It's like, oh, yeah, government really fucked that up. Oh, yeah, probably be better that we didn't have government at all. But you can't do that. You know, and it's just like, well, why? Well, you just can't. Yeah. <laughs> and and it's like there's no They other, can't give you a reason at they, that point. They can never give you a reason. It's just the fact that they 
they just personally can't conceptualize a world without it. Well, I, look, and that's why I think you almost attack this stuff one thing at a time. Like, get rid of things one thing at a time. Yeah, like a police station, like the Capitol. Yeah. <laughs> <You know? laughs> Those kind of things, you know. <laughs> so, hold on. Now, let's get... I don't care why you're angry as long as you bust shit up. <laughs> yes, as long as you break shit. <laughs> if you're throwing Molotovs, I'm, I'm back in me. your cause. You're with me. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so let's get into this, by the way. So the COVID thing. Mm-hmm. And again, look, I really do hate saying we fucking told you so all the fucking time. However, this is just another one that w- we did say this shit. Mask, oh, I didn't actually read this one. Okay. Mask mandates associated with increased COVID death rate. So a bombshell new medical journal report comparing COVID-19 fatality rates across Kansas counties during the height of the pandemic alleged that mask mandates could be associated with higher death rates from the virus. I mean, I don't. The COVID nine or coronavirus was a killer. Was a real thing. Did kill some people. Right. The government response killed way more people. Well, and, and it and the government caused it in the first place. Yeah, yeah, not yet. They yes, like. Like, here's the thing, man, like it's going to it keeps coming out, but then they never put all the pictures together. And when they do, they call you a wild conspiracy theorist, even though you're following the fucking science, you're looking at the studies. It's showing you the response to this fucking virus is the the reason we're in the position we're in right now is because of the government response to it, not because of the virus itself. Well, you know, I I actually early on, I actually said, well, masks are probably marginally beneficial. Um you know, because it stands to reason. If, if, if you're, it would probably reduce the transmission. Uh, you know, you're less likely to breathe it in. Or if you're infected and contagious, you're less likely to, you know, spray aerosol droplets and things like that. You know, so mm-hmm. so I, I thought it was, uh, you know, probably somewhat beneficial. <laughs> and then um, I had to do a, a home improvement project and uh, with some sanding of, of some, some wood. So I put on two uh, surgical masks, it got them as tight as I could, fit them around my nose as yeah. best I could, did the sanding. And by the time I was done, you know, my entire face just covered in sawdust, right? Yeah. You know, I take off my mask and my entire mouth region is filled with covered sawdust. In yeah. I, I'm hacking up sawdust for, you know, an hour. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it literally, so if it's not stopping those giant particles, no way in hell it's doing anything now, like that. Now, hold on, though, and this is another part of it. So right. there is emerging evidence, the study out of Kansas recently suggested, that the case fatality rate with COVID is higher where there were where there are mask mandates. Once you get infected, if you are wearing a mask, this study suggested that your chance of having a bad outcome of dying from COVID was higher, and that probably has to do with the rebreathing right. these kinds of condensed droplets that have a lot of virus in them. Right. So basically, you were rebreathing the shit that was going to kill you. Right. You have to understand that an infection with a virus is just a numbers game. Okay. Um, so it's it's a numbers game as to whether your immune system can kill or expel, or or your your natural respiration or, or whatever your body functions are can expel enough of the virus, and your immune system can kill enough of the virus before it replicates reproduces to a point where it's overwhelming your system and then you get severe symptoms yeah so once you're infected by wearing the mask 
during respiration, you're at least expelling some of those, uh, you know, the, some of the virus. Yeah. Um, but when you have the mask on, you're rebreathing that same virus, which causes your immune system to have to work harder to kill those viruses that normally would have been expelled and, and out of your body. Yeah. So, you know, it's it, it makes total sense that that would be the case. Yeah. So for, you know, it, it's funny because for infected people, wearing the mask is detrimental to them. However, I would imagine that it would provide a little bit of benefit to the people around them. Yes. You know? No, no, there is a benefit there as well. Right. Now, I'm not so, saying that there's not, but here's the thing, though. That's not what they're telling you. But, but no, no, but the other thing is, let's go back to your sawdust story. Right. You're still going to get it. Right. Even with the mask on. Right. You're still going to get it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So it doesn't matter. Right. Like, you're still going to get it. It doesn't matter. Like, yeah. it, 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 why in the fuck... And they and look and they knew it anyway. Fauci knew it in the beginning, oh, yeah. and then switched it all up at that at a certain point. Said he lied. You know what I'm saying? Like oh, it's the noble lie. Like you fucking piece of right, shit. Right. You know. But then now let's go to the second part of this though, because there's another story here. Why are boosted Americans testing positive for COVID COVID more than those without extra shot? Right. Since late February, Americans who have gotten a booster shot appear to be testing positive for COVID-19 more often than those vaccinated without the extra shot, according to the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention data. Again, this is CDC numbers, man. Like, I'm giving you their numbers. Right. This is based on a number up until a week of April 23rd, which the most recent uh, CDC data comparing case rates of those boosted, vaccinated, unvaccinated against the coronavirus. Ultimately, the numbers, which are updated monthly, showed that those unvaccinated had a higher case rate overall, which, hold on, I'm going to read it. Ultimately, the numbers showed that the, the unvaccinated had a higher case rate overall. Meanwhile, 119 out of 100,000 boosted individuals tested positive for COVID-19 during the week of 23rd CDC. In comparison, 56 out of the 100,000 uh, uh, 100, individuals vaccinated with only primary series tested positive. Wow. Yeah, actually, I can't believe how wrong we were about everything that we reported on uh, and, and our opinions on COVID uh, this whole time. <laughs> I, I mean, serious. No, no, no. I'm, I'm not joking because we were wrong. Um, because, like, for example, with the masks, we said there was no net benefit, but it turns out we were wrong about that. There was actually a, a, a net negative. negative. Yes. Um, so we okay, we, hear what we didn't nail that, and also we said <laughs> that the vaccines were it was about a coin toss to whether it was better to get the the vaccine or not. But now it turns out that it looks like we were wrong about that too because it was actually worse to get the vaccine. Yes. <laughs> so we were apparently not, according to the new data and the new facts, we were apparently not conspiratorial enough. Yes. <laughs> oh wait, wait. It goes a step further. Hold on. You want to do? You want to go step three now? <laughs> yeah. Step COVID three. lab leak theory needs more inquiry. WHO advisor says <laughs> more information and research are needed to investigate the possibility that a laboratory incident was the source of the coronavirus strain that set off the pandemic. World Health Organization advisor said in a report. <laughs> okay. Look, we've been saying we we've been saying this fucking like, a since though very early on. You have a scenario where a strain of COVID. Existed a uh, COVID nineteen? It, it, well, actually, let's say it this way: a strain of SARS CoV two, which is the underlying uh, virus that causes COVID, was found in bats in the area of Wuhan, China. Okay, there was no mechanism by which that could transfer to humans. Then there was this project funded by the uh, National Institute for Health to see if they could make that virus. Uh, transmit to humans 
in the Wuhan laboratory. Yeah. Okay. And there's documentation that proves right. all of this, the, the, by Yeah, the this way. is all completely... Th- this is not conspiratorial at all. At this point... No, they want to claim it is, but it's not. Well, at this point, they've admitted to all this, and yeah. they've confirmed that the documentation that leaked is all legitimate, and they were really doing gain-of-function rehearse, research on SARS-CoV-2 from bats to humans. Yes. Okay. Shortly thereafter... In, right near the lab, the first cases of COVID-19, SARS-CoV-2, in humans appears in supposedly a wet market uh, in Wuhan, <laughs> like two miles away from the friggin' laboratory, right? Yeah. And they say it's because people were eating bats. Yes. <laughs> no. Which, hold on, hold on. Why isn't that part racist, by the way? <laughs> right. Why isn't that the racist part, by right. the way? Yeah, yeah. It's in, it's in fucking bad eating chinks, man. It had nothing to do what, with us. Yeah, hold on. What's more racist, that the virus came out of the fucking market or that it came out of a fucking lab? <laughs> right, right. I got to tell you. If I'm if I'm going one way or the other, I'm thinking the market one's more racist. So the so the situation is is basically anyone everyone throughout the world at this point in the scientific community knows they know that it is an extremely high probability that COVID was absolutely human manufactured uh, by Chinese uh, a, a Chinese American joint venture. Uh, and by several pharmaceutical companies and all that. And Bill Gates. And Bill Gates. He actually, yeah, the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation funded some of this gain-of-function research. So there's actually no doubt at this point that what we, well, there's very little doubt that any rational person can have that this was created in the Wuhan lab and released. And now, finally, scientists around the world are very sheepishly saying, you know, we should probably look into that. Don't take my grant money. Don't take my grant money. But <laughs> we should probably maybe consider the possibility. And they're wringing their hands. and But they have to because it's like, yeah. You know, if, if you have any logic, reason, or, or analytical capability, you can put together the pieces of the puzzle. They're not that difficult. Yep. You know? And so it's just amazing. And, and and we saw this right away. And we're not the only ones. It's not like we're the only smart people in the room. No. But it, it's like it was so blatantly obvious once the, the information came out that, that yes, you know, NIH, uh, Fauci-approved gain-of-function research from bat-borne SARS-CoV to to transmit it to humans and then next thing you know it's transmitted to humans right around the corner yeah you know come on put two and two together and here's the thing though in all the committee hearings fauci's playing word games oh yeah like that's not that's not what gain that's not that's not the definition of gain of function right exactly like well we we did that but that's not gain of function right yeah yeah it just uh, it's so pathetic but (laughs) again the bottom line is is everyone who listened to us um was uh, basically uh, you're, you're vindicated if you believed what we had to say. Well, hold on. Here's you know? the thing. Every, and everyone who listened to government got fucked. Here's the thing. Any one of these stories posted on social media a year ago. Would have got you kicked off. Would have got you kicked off. Yeah. It, it would have been considered Russian misinformation or whatever. Yeah. And you'd have been kicked off. That's true. This is why you cannot have a war on what they would consider to be misinformation. Exactly. Exactly. This is exactly the reason why. Because... The truth, if it's counter to what the people in power want the truth to be. Yeah, if it's counter to their narrative. Yes, it's going to be shut down, regardless of whether it's true or not. So when you have, and I don't care whether it's a government power or a collective corporate power, when when people have the power to completely squelch a certain point of view, 
um, it, it, it it's really really dangerous. And the other part of this too, though, and then let me let me let me wrap this into it as well, is that typically we would call what media is like the fourth estate, right? Right. Like reporters of the fourth estate. Well, that's been blurred. Well, here's the thing: corporate control right. over the media and the lack of independent, actual independent journalists, at least within the legacy media portion of it, right. means that they can no longer be trusted. Right. You have to go outside of that with the independent journalists that are out there now. But it's becoming harder and harder to do that because the independent journalists are the ones getting shut down. Well, no, no, but you now you got but you got to go out and find certain areas where there's still right. places like Substack where and, we put our stuff at now is on Substack. And and the problem is is that you also have a handful of people who are not necessarily always wrong, but they become caricatures and easy targets, the Alex Joneses of the world. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So what happens is, is anyone who, you know, if, if Alex Jones says something, it might be, you know, he might be on the right track. He might be right about he's it. He's always got a kernel in there. Yeah, he's always got a kernel of truth in there. But the problem is, is when someone does an actual, you know, reasonable and rational and analytical evaluation of the same information, the fact that one of the crazies, quote unquote crazies, put it out there discredits them. Yeah. You know, and that's what they use. And and the fact that all these things that were literally, you know, these are MSNBC or MSN stories right now. Mm-hmm. These are on the AP. These are legitimate stories that we're reporting on. Like you said, a year ago, this would have been misinformation, disinformation. This would have been, you know, Facebook deleting Look what your they did post. for the New York. What they did the New York Post when they did a true story about Hunter Biden's laptop. Right. Like they shut down their Twitter feed. Yeah. Yeah. And again, off of a true fucking story. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of Twitter, it looks like uh, Musk is probably going to back out of that deal. Yeah. Yeah. That so. sucks. He's he stepped on his dick a couple times recently. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, he did, man. It sucks. Yeah. I mean, maybe, look, maybe he still will. No, don't get me wrong. Here's the thing, though. What he has proven, though, is yeah. that Twitter is full of bots. Oh, yeah. Yeah, of course. And, it is. and that's going to get his, that's his get out of jail free card on this one, by right. the way. He's yeah. not going to have to pay that money because they're not going to be able to prove that yeah, there's it, not a bunch of bots. It, there. If they show that, you know, 30% of the users on there are bots, that means that it has 30% less value because those bots have no value. The only value is in the, the actual the eyeballs. actual users. Yeah, yeah. right. So, <laughs> yeah. So, and maybe that was his plan all along. Maybe I, it was to expose Twitter. Now, now here, what happened is. Hold on, though. Let me give you another scenario, by the way. Okay. He exposes Twitter, it tanks the stocks, he goes in and buys it anyway. And that's a possibility. But it, I, I think the, the bigger picture is, is that he, when he was talking about all this, shortly thereafter, Tesla talk, stock tanked. Yeah. And so his. His purchasing power was reduced dramatically, and I think he was starting to think, okay, if I end up going through with this $44 billion deal, I could hurt my chances of fully funding SpaceX, and that's, you know. Well, no, and that's yeah. the most important thing that's he's doing right now. That's the most important thing to him, yeah. But, so. You know what? I, that's the most important thing to humanity. It, it really is, yeah. Yeah. So, so I, I get the fact that he kind of had to back off of that, but you're right. He might still win in outing, you know, how many bots there are on Twitter and how many bots look it, all of social media is like that uh, you know the the I'm not going to say the majority of users but I would probably say it's somewhere in the n- neighborhood of 20 to 40 percent 
of all the users on any platform are probably bots. Yeah. You know. There's a lot. There's a lot out there. I don't know the numbers, but there's a lot. Yeah. Or or sock puppet accounts, you know, and a lot of them are government controls. I mean, we know that uh, the Russian government, the U.S. government, uh, governments are all around the world have rooms full of people that their only job is is to go on and influence social media. Yeah. You know, so. All right. So now how much time we got left? Uh, we got uh, about eight minutes. Okay, so this is enough time for this one. Family of Bill Clinton advisor who admitted Jeffrey Epstein into White House seven times has blocked release of files detailing the death scene after he was found hanging from a tree with a shotgun blast at a ranch 30 miles from his home. Hang on. Local authorities ruled it a suicide. <laughs> he hung himself and shot himself in the chest with a shotgun clearly a suicide clearly why would you think anything different <laughs> you are a fucking conspiracy theorist Adrian. right they they literally say that he you know he put a noose in a tree climbed up there put himself in the noose then held a shotgun to his chest and shot himself in the chest with a shotgun and hung at the same time <clears throat> i guess this guy really wanted to make sure the job was done I guess so. He was thorough. <laughs> yeah, I guess right. he was as thorough as when he was letting Epstein into the White House. Yeah. Uh, so a family of top advisor to Bill Clinton who admitted Jeffrey Epstein to the White House multiple times during his presidency is pulling out all the stops to keep details of his mysterious death becoming public. Again, are you fucking kidding me? Right. They have petitioned a judge to prevent pictures of Mark Middleton's death scene being released under the Freedom of Information Act. And now a local Arkansas sheriff is interpreting... Um, that to mean he can't talk or release any details of uh, Middleton's January 7th suicide. Right. The investigation is still open. I can't say anything more. Perry County Sheriff Scott Montgomery told Daily Mail. Middleton, he, he, look, and this guy's just scared of being killed. Uh, Middleton, who served oh, yeah. as special assistant to Bill Clinton in the 90s, died at age of 59. His family announced last month. Yeah, in Arkansas, it, you you fuck with the Clintons, you're going to die. Yeah, it, it, they, it's not they, just there. Well, yeah, but specifically in Arkansas. Yeah. They own Arkansas. Um, but, yeah, so Mark Middleton was actually the guy who, out of the, I, I think, what was it, 12 or somewhere in the teens. So so Epstein visited Clinton in the White House umpteen times. It yeah. Was, it was like, I don't know the exact number, maybe 17. Here's the thing. It was more than fucking once. <laughs> yeah. It was more than a dozen. Um, and Mark Middleton, the guy who was hung and shot himself, um, <laughs> he actually let him in to see Bill on seven of those occasions. Yeah. So he was essentially uh, the uh, uh, the go-between between the President of the United States and his uh, pedo pimp. Yeah, you know, pretty much. So His death adds to the number of close associates of the former president and first lady who have died unexpectedly, many in small plane crashes. The phenomenon has led to a conspiracy theory called the Clinton body count, which even has its own Wikipedia page. Yeah, I'm actually I'm pulling that up now, and I'm going to see what we're up to currently. Uh, it doesn't give us a flat-out number, but God, there's so many people. Oh, yeah. Vince Foster, Seth Rich, Jeffrey Epstein's also a maybe. Uh, you know, that's uh, that's quite possible. Um, oh, others. <laughs> oh, yeah, Ron Brown. Remember that one? Yep. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. Kathleen Willie's uh, husband. Yeah, a lot of them out there. Uh, they, they stacked them pretty high. I want to say that the number is probably in the, the 50s, maybe even the 60s. Yeah, hold on. With them. Hold on. Here's the thing. 
The Clintons have killed more people than the coronavirus killed kids. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> more people died by the Clintons that died than died on January 6th. Yes, yeah, by far. By a lot. By a big factor on that one, by right. the way. <laughs> yeah, it's just you know, insanity. It's just amazing that we live in a world where this kind of evil not only exists, but there are people that are fans of these motherfuckers. Yeah, well, it, it, it's amazing to me that... that we live in a world where people just just buy what they're spoon fed. You know, they yeah. they just eat it. You know, I I just I can't understand. Or they just don't they don't care. I think a lot of people actually want to block it out. You know, like like my wife is actually one of those people. You know, I played my wife the video of Angie Gomez, who was the mother who actually got cuffed and then ran into the Uvalde school, got her kids out, basically saved two classrooms full of kids, all the while the cops were trying to stop her. So I played, and we played that on on the air last week, I played that video for her, and she got so upset, and she actually got mad at me for playing that video for her, because... And she couldn't really articulate why, but it, it, basically what she was kind of getting at was that I don't want to know that. Yeah. You know what I'm okay. saying? Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I got gotcha. you. I, I don't want that to challenge my worldview. I still want to believe we live in a world where the police protect people, you know, not try to stop moms from saving their kids, you know. And it, while kids are dying they're worried about arresting this woman who you know went defied their their order you know so i I think that that is probably a prevailing sentiment with a lot of people is even when they they logically understand this and again it goes back to why we talked about so many people distrust government they still want government to do anything because they want to believe in that even though the the empirical evidence is that they're 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 just wrong. Yeah. You know, and they know this intellectually, but I don't think they can handle it emotionally. Uh, here's the thing. No, no. Subconsciously, they know it, but they just don't want to believe it. I, I don't even know if it's subconscious at this point. I, I think they consciously understand it. They just they still want Mayberry, you know, even though they realize that it's it's never going to be that way again. No, you know, never. There, there's no Mr. Smith goes to Washington. Yeah, you know, it there just, is no spoon. Yeah, right. Yes, yes. It, it, it really it, comes down to that. The key is you got to understand there's no spoon. Right. Like yeah. there's nobody coming to save you. <laughs> right. And I, I think that's that's kind of the. And I don't know how you you break through that. You know. I don't know. Yeah. I, I, you know. So. It, you're right. It is. It is one of the. It's the great mystery of life. Well, it's it's one of those things that I never took into account. When I first started getting involved in politics, I never took that into account. What? I was naive. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I was the same way. I thought that, you know, once people understood, they would, of course, you know, come to the same conclusions I have. But I think a lot of people um, uh, don't they don't want to understand because they know that they would have to face that reality and they don't want to face that reality. No, no, no. So they'll, they'll, they'll latch on to anything else. Right. Without having to face that fucking yeah. reality. Like, yeah. th- anything else to latch on to. Yeah. How many times we go to meetings of groups and stuff where these people are meeting for years right. and you would walk around going, but you guys are fucking, right. fucking morons. <laughs> yeah, I know. Like, what the fuck are you thinking? Well, like, why can't you not? Why can't you see like, you know, just shake the shit out of them? 
All I know like, is it's the I mean, end. you tried. It, it's the end of the world as uh, <laughs> as we know it, but uh, I feel fine. There you so, go. Yeah. Because there's no spoon. <laughs> there is no spoon. Uh, folks, thank you for listening the first hour. If you'd like to join us in the second hour, sign up, become a subscriber, go to patreon.com forward slash unattended baggage. You get a whole bunch of free swag and you get all the extra content. See you on the other side. Yeah.